From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Pump day. And now that Kamala's vice president, it has a whole new meaning to her. She gets to keep her clothes on. In the meantime, the Daily Mail breaks a story. Yet I've got three TVs here in Studio Xanadu. And it's, see, what's this one talking about? Oh, a, a, a search by the uh, Republican candidate who shot into the two homes, hired other scumbags to shoot in the, That's on the news on all three. Ultimately, the two sides cut a deal where only Biden's attorneys would do the search and immediately report any findings. Boy, oh boy, poor Sam Giancana, he's rolling over in his grave. All of the old mobsters would have loved if their attorneys were able to do the search, and then they give it to the Department of Justice. Completely nullify any odds that this low-life crime syndicate family would reveal any of the real scandal that the sitting president of the United States is an asset of the Communist Chinese Party, of oligarchs in Ukraine. By the way, they're going to get more money. Because I saw Zelensky on TV uh, uh, with, his, with his, uh, his T-shirt on with that emblem that looks like Transformers. He's asking for more money. Vladimir Putin, $1.5 million. And in the meantime, where's the accounting for all that money? Some two-bit Democrat senator says there's a ledger. Who did it? Joe Biden's attorneys? Are they putting together that ledger, too? Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe... Wait a minute, i got to hear that again. Did they say a CNN review? You see, because this information has been out for about seven years, toots. The uh, FBI has had the laptop for three years. CNN, you're just learning how to read. They, how many CPS students do they employ at CNN? Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president. First of all, honey, his son doesn't have associates. And if he does, they're pimps. They're drug dealers. His son is a scum, low-life wretch of society. If it wasn't for his father, he'd be in some homeless shelter defecating on a sidewalk in San Francisco. Don't worry, he'd still be voting Democrat. You wouldn't lose a vote. Though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. I remember this. Former president Mexican. You see, the Mexican government, it's like Chicago. They're all assets of a cartel. Just like Chicago aldermen. Same thing. Just like Cook County. What are those commissioners called? Even the ones in the Forest Preserve. Just like them. They all get money from the cartel. And then I was re- listening. I remembered. I didn't play a clip yesterday of Sideshow Bob. Kion, Jer, Pierre, whatever the hell her name is. To the back. The president and his team had a pretty clear strategy and list of goals heading into this year. Is there any concern that that may be kind of overtaken by what's been happening over the course of the last week with the investigation? 
I mean, I just talked about last week uh, what uh, what we saw about with the economic plan. We saw the CPI data, and it's showing that inflation is indeed going down because of the president's economic policy. Uh, we have seen the president do uh, bipartisan work, bring both sides together. When you think about going to the bridge in Kentucky, uh, and you saw that for yourselves. Uh, how the president was able to bring both sides together to talk about an issue that was so important uh, for that region in Kentucky, to talk about infrastructure, uh, something that many presidents before this. Pre- now, don't worry, she's going to give a little slam to Trump and Joe Biden's economy isn't one tenth the economy it was under Trump prior to the bioweapon called COVID. We'll discuss that, too. President had tried to do and were not able to do it. In the last administration, it was a punchline. It was a joke when we talked about infrastructure week. And now under this president, we've been able to do it in a bipartisan way. Now, here's the part I want you to focus on. Look, we're going to continue to do the work. We're going to have uh, uh, mayors here in a couple of days. We'll share more information uh, about that event. And the president will talk to to them about the work that we are doing uh, and the work that we're going to continue for the American people. We went to Mexico City just about a week ago. We were in Mexico City. Feels like two weeks ago. But yes, we were in Mexico City about a week ago. And you saw the president on the world stage talking to our closest partners in North America about how we're going to deal with issues that matter to the American people. It's interesting, isn't it? Now listen to this. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the Vice President's House and the inauguration. Hunter. So any deal that's cut right now is a direct correlation between the bribery that has been taking place since Hunter Biden has been in cahoots with a cartel-sponsored son of a president. Simple. So the billions, all the treaties, it's all systemic corruption, paying off the same nucleus of mafia members that would make the sewer of Chicago blush. It's the same bull dung. Welcome to the party, CNN. It's nice to see you can read. Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. Yeah, we're going to get to the over $100 billion of dollars that's being stolen right now in the name of a third world war that we're on the wrong side of. We'll get to that, too. Joe Biden's brothers have repeatedly referenced him in their private dealings. Frank, all oh, the brothers, too. You know, there's a brother that has a house down here in Florida. It's on a very exclusive island. And back before prices started to really take off down here, the home was probably worth $1.4 million. Yet, he had a mortgage on it from Countrywide and all the other mortgage scoundrels that screwed over this nation in excess of $3.5 million. So it's not valued on the money. What do you think it's valued on? What do you think it's valued on? It's bribery, like every fracking deal to the short in the pants Irish mobsters. Biden, a developer of for-profit charter schools, has invoked his brother in trying to convince local officials to approve his projects. Wait a minute, for-profit charter schools? But I thought they didn't like school choice. I thought they didn't want the kids to have the freedom to go, oh, it's for-profit. So this is just for the rich scum Democrats, the scum lawyers who pretend to live in Chicago and send their kids to the $40,000 a year preschools. That's all right. 
They're getting taught how to use butt plugs when they could have just asked your third wives. Like in Sunrise, Florida, where he told the city in 2015 to trust his venture. Not because of Frank, but because of the honor of being the brother of a guy I think we all know and love. It's no honor. Just means you're freakishly small in the trousers. And your brothers are just an Irish gangster scum and has been for five decades. Boy, oh boy. I wonder if they're related to the Madigans. In 2021, at a gathering of medical professionals, he made this pledge. The bully pulpits that I have as a result of the privilege of being associated with, with my brother Joey. Now I know we're broadcasting in a city where clout is a word that everybody understands and they just want some. But this isn't how government is supposed to work yet. We're used to it. Like third world Venezuelans. We're used to it. And now we think it's normal. What should happen is that now that we have the evidence that the corrupt Department of Justice allowed the scum lawyers for someone who's been corrupt for five decades to hand over the information they deemed as pertinent, game over. Or I want this wrinkled asshole diaper wearing dimwit in cuffs tonight. And I'll do everything in my power to support you to get the job done, to get federal dollars, to your research. Frank, this is an admission of bribery, of open government corruption. It's now on CNN, so we can stop pretending there's a person alive that doesn't know Joe Biden is a mafia whore. Biden told CNN there has been zero interaction between his brother's public office and his private business, adding, do I engage in any way in quid pro quo on any level? Absolutely not. No, only a moron Democrat. And I mean that only a moron Democrat would defend this. Now, I've got Cream Puff Jim on the line. He wants to talk about Santos. But if Cream Puff Jim ever listened to the show rather than the parts he talks, he knows I don't like scum no matter what party. So every scum, every pay-to-play scum should be thrown out of office. And this is why I don't play Kevin McCarthy clips. You, did you not think I had all the ones that you've heard all day? I hear it doesn't mean anything if the dog doesn't have any teeth. Last name gave credibility, you know, initially. Healthcare entrepreneur Michael Frey told CNN Joe Biden's other brother, James, broke financial promises. We're lucky he just has two scum brothers and a dimwit sister. We're lucky. He's only got one son left. I'd like to know if the daughter's in on any of this collusion. He made while referencing the Biden name. Frey's company filed Family a lawsuit business. alleging fraud by James Biden, who denied the claims. Frey spoke to CNN before the lawsuit settled. Now, is it James or is it the other brother? I can't remember their names. Pretty sure they all start with J. The Taylor trash, trailer park trash they are. Uh, which one had the $1.5 billion homes? A home contract in Iraq. Did anybody ever see a Biden home in Iraq? Did they build one? What happened to the money? Huh. In 2020. Everything was on the Biden name, and, and so we took that to heart. James Biden was... Because you're stupid. See, now here's the other part. Town people. If you took it to heart, you knew you were participating in corruption. Now we're supposed to feel bad. I'm glad you got robbed. Short in the pants, Irishman. But while Joe Biden swears by his name in politics, his son and two brothers spent years trying to benefit from the Biden name. It's all now the focus of a Republican-led congressional investigation. See, that's the part that you know it's from CNN. Why is it Republican-led? 
Why isn't it law enforcement led? Why in the world would the FBI allow this deal to be cut, knowing full well that they were put on the bench? Oh, Christopher Ray's at the World Economic Forum. I wonder what they're telling him there. What in the world could the FBI contribute to the World Economic Forum? BlackRock, Blackstone, Credit Suisse, all at the World Economic Forum. Moderna CEO, all at the World Economic Forum. J.B. Pritzker at the World Economic Forum. Starting to see a pattern here? The only thing systemic in this country is political corruption. That's why, for once, Joe Biden is where he belongs. The greatest, most obvious political whore this country has ever had. He does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. Squirrel, I got $5,000 says you could have done better. I send you to Syracuse Law School. You're definitely going to be better than the ninth lowest dummy to get a law degree. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very diff- going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob, it's in terminal condition. Terminal. Eleanor. Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. (laughs) The only difference was that was the 80s. We had more integrity, more character as a nation. We wouldn't have tolerated the scum that you think is your government today. By the way, I wonder how much more money we're going to send to Ukraine. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Say dead. We'll be right back. Oh, McLaughlin. Those were the McLaughlin days. In the meantime, what's going on in Ukraine? Out of arms money. Out of arms money. How much money was on the helicopter? Oh, yeah. And they just crashed the helicopter? You think you're going to get the truth out of these lying frauds? I don't think so. Cream puff, Jim. Oh, hey, Sean. You know, I so went to you first because you spent all those years kissing Irish ass. I figure it's the least. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, Irish. I'm Irish, Sean. I can't help it. I got a lot of Irish. Well, but I heard well, some well, stories. Right. Yeah. But, but anyway, Sean, the weird story was that Nutty and Pastor from New York, I guess he took three Gs from a dog, a poor I dog. You believe that? He raised no, money, under, what, under, what, under an assumed name. An assumed name had half of it. Let I me mean, how honest. low could you? Let's get a little. How low can you sink? Here's what. How low can you sink? Here's what Cream Puff Jim is talking about. Santos, the scum New York, whose only real talent was on the balance beam, like Kamala Harris. He stole the money that was raised for a veteran's dog, companion dog, that he was rescuing from the military. They raised three thousand dollars, and this scumbag, balance beam specialist, stole the money, and the Republicans are still entertaining an idea, although they're getting a lot of pressure from more than just guys like me who implied that pressure on day one. Did I not, Jim? Did I not say no, he's I, a scumbag? Yeah, you did, Sean. You did, Sean. I just, well, I, that was really a weird story. Anyway, thanks for taking my Now, are you, I'm mad at that, but aren't you mad that Joe Biden's no, that's, brother... 
to yeah, one point five billion but, yeah, to but build at least homes in Iraq. But that's but that's real money though. That's real. But, but take three grand from a dog. I mean, yeah. you got to really be low down. You remind me. You remind me of Wall Street with Gordon Gecko talking about white people. They hate people. Love animals though. Isn't that true? We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. The best. The best. And that contract to Joe Biden's scum brother was when that dimwit was president. Another dimwit. How many, how many lives were killed? I'll tell you what, though. Obama and Biden beat it. Barack Obama dropped twice as many bombs on innocent people. 80% of all of the drone strikes, innocent people. I wonder, nobody wants to talk about that. The party of war is now the Democrat Party. I love that. I can't get enough of that. George, West Loop. George, you're going to make a left, aren't you? Oh. Yeah, you're going to make a left or are you going to make a right? Are you behind the Prius? Blow the horn at that stupid son of a gun. Go ahead. I'm just I'm just pulling in the liquor store parking lot, so you got oh. me just in time. <laughs> you're going to the DNC. But, uh, right, go ahead. I used to be in the, I was in the army for a while, and I had a, a very high clearance. And they may not, they know where those things landed, and they talk about there's no visitor logs and all that, but I guarantee you that there's a control number on all those documents, and they know where that document emanated from. And that's where they should start their investigation, is who gave this to who gave this to who. Oh, I love that. But here's what people are forgetting, and you'll know this, George. Under George Bush's presidency, because the guy that was the real brains of the operation was that scumbag Dick Cheney. There was an executive order issued that was never rescinded. And the executive order was by this imbecile, George W. Bush, who gave the vice president the same, the same clearance as the president. So the vice president could declassify documents. So technically, this is all, gonna, this is all theater for the people to pretend that something's going to change. Ultimately, the reason that the deal was cut and the FBI sat on the sidelines is because thanks to this imbecile George W. Bush, who gave Biden's brother $1.5 billion contract, the vice president has been able to declassify documents. So he had the same ability to oh, I didn't. Documents. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. something. That's Ch- that was Cheney. Yeah. George W. Bush was a moron who not only killed hundreds of thousands of people, but gave away powers that were never to be given away, abused the executive order. Barack Obama ran with the torch, and we're at this this predicament where a dimwit with dementia can now, pretend to be the president. Now he sits in his house in Dallas and paints pictures of the people that he killed. Yeah, but he's talking a lot more. Talking a lot more. He was yeah. real quiet when Obama was in office. He didn't say much. But since Obama got thrown out, boy, George Bush can't shut his pie hole. Thank you very much, George. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, there's all kinds of chicanery that went on, and... That's why BlackRock, Blackstone, Credit Suisse, and Moderna. How many people is... Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Which, one. which one's responsible for more mayhem and death? Is it Raytheon or Moderna? I am here in Davos with someone who really helped the world get out of the pandemic, helped this event actually happen by helping to create the vaccines that really rescued us. From- yeah, that's how I'd introduce it. That's lying, thieving scumbag. But then again... I'm not good on the balance beam like Santos, Kamala Harris, and apparently this reporter. I can't get those kind of jobs, but I got this one. And these rat bastard mobsters better look out. 312-642-5600.
He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I had a caller on the line that wanted to talk about Blackstone buying a pharmaceutical company for $34 billion. He's right. Blackstone, BlackRock, Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse, by the way, bankrupt. We bailed its ass out. Now it's here to give us some advice. Let's hear from these idiots. We're just on a panel together looking at the possibility of a recession and, of course, all the pitfalls. You mentioned geopolitics and some of the tensions there. Do you think Europe will be on a better footing in 2023 than it was last year? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Yes, I believe so. On Europe, on the positive side, what you see, I mean, it's amazing. You know, the whole energy supply from Russia is basically breaking up, falling away. But Europe seems to cope with it. Yeah, Yeah, they're going back in the call, this imbecile. And, you know, government and these think tanks, this is the only place a bust out. Like the CEO of Credit Suisse, who was bailed out for more than the company's worth by America. Otherwise, this idiot would be out of a job. He'd be panhandling. But not in Davos. He's one of our overlords, like the CEO of BlackRock. Stephen, what are some of the external factors that actually could affect things? Right now, there's a lot of talk about the debt ceiling and a lot of threats about maybe really tripping that. People think it's unimaginable. Maybe it is imaginable. You've been through this quite a few times. There have been a lot of threats of it. Some people think maybe the Congress is a little more extreme in some respects than has been in the past. Uh, what do you think is the danger of actually going into default or coming very close to it? See, now, <clears throat> a couple things. You can never go into default. The debt gets paid first. The credit is what is at stake and what this is an indication of. And none of these CEOs, these financiers, these bankers, all of these gurus, none of them can interpret it in the right fashion. When the country now surpasses, it's 140% of GDP in just that, in just that. That's the definition of bankruptcy. So when the market goes down 613 points, big deal. That's nothing. It's not even stretching its hamstring. The whole fracking market should be 50% of what it is. There's nothing making money. Government's just printing it up. And it sends it to these overlords like BlackRock, Blackstone, Credit Suisse. And ultimately, it goes to their cohorts in crime, Pfizer and Moderna. From the coronavirus, I'm here with Stefan Bansell, who is the CEO of Moderna, who really did pioneer a lot of the mRNA technology that underpinned the vaccines that we have all become. No, 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 no. Robert Maloney patented. Robert Maloney patented. And then right after it started to go into use and people started, you know, dying, stroking out, walking around with Bell's palsy. You look like Dr. Awardier. here. Got the jimmy leg when you go to bed. They start, he started to raise a little flag, you know, like two and a half years ago. But not you, idiots. You're going to double down on stupid, aren't you? Very accustomed to over the past couple of years. Thank you so much for being here. Let's start uh, where you announced yesterday about the RSV news. This question of a vaccine for older people that could potentially protect against the virus in the tri- triple-demic or whatever people are saying. What's next? How is this sort of, uh, where does this fit in the evolution of the different medications you're working on? Right. Well, thank you first for having me. Uh, we are very excited about the RSV vaccine because, as you know, there is no vaccine available today. And a lot of elderly get hospitalized or die every year from RSV. Pre-COVID, it was the number two cause of hospitalization by respiratory virus. But what is more exciting for me is this is the most... 
what, what was it RS? What is it RSV? Did that cause more people hospitalized and dead than the side effects? That's a good question. Tim and Zion. Yeah. Um, how you doing? Good, Tim. How are you? Okay. Yeah. No, the company that was uh, purchased by him for thirty-four billion was uh, Medline. Medline. They're not. They're not a pharmaceutical company. They're actually a medical supply company. Oh. oh, oh. Now, which yeah, was the big pharma that bought the uh, the company that uh, had the technology for uh, for the enlarged hearts, myocarditis? Was that Pfizer? Oh, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah Johnson and Johnson. Well, so but Tim, uh, anyway, I got the market uh, cornered a little bit, huh? Yeah, uh, because that. Uh, Bedline would supply like gloves and masks, oh. you know, and uh, so you had COVID. And of course, what did everybody need? Gloves and masks. What was the what? What do you think the valuation of the company was prior to COVID? I I don't know. That'd be I'm interesting. Sure that. that would be interesting. It, 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 was, it was it was in billions. Yeah, but thirty-four yeah, versus was, four is a difference. I mean, I'd like to know what it is. Yeah. I like a good pump and dump. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I think CIC owned part of uh, didn't they own part of Black uh, Blackstone? And Black, the companies Black, keep Black. getting and, and and the companies that are not owned by these oligarchs keep getting fewer and fewer. They seem to own a lot. Yeah. And, uh, they also, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, have a lot of the government money. Was it BlackRock right. or Blackstone that got the trillions of dollars for the for the bonds that we're buying from ourselves, pretending there's a market for it? Well, I think I think BlackRock was uh, was part of Blackstone, but I think Blackstone basically took them over. If, I, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Well, so, Tim, thank no, you very I just much. It was a, I just no, it was I'm a glad tidbit. you called. Yeah, I just thought it was a tidbit you want, might want to. I like it, Tim. You will be officially okay. known as Tim Tidbit. It was very interesting, and okay. I'm glad you called. Call with more tidbits if I forget that. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But I remember this was what I found yesterday from Dr. Ryan Cole, an actual doctor who doesn't uh, apparently own stock in Moderna. The vaccine is more dangerous than the virus itself because the vaccine still has all those pro-clotting abilities, has all those inflammatory abilities, whereas the spike from Omicron does not. So the fact that the Wuhan spike is still present in any of these vaccines when in circulation it went extinct more than a year and a half ago now is really perplexing. You know, and then when you figure the mandated buys and the money given by government. Boy, they had a really good year. And it's right after the year they had to settle for telling us that uh, Oxycontin and other opioids were going to be fine as they turned the country into a third world post-apocalyptic hellhole. Mike, Northwest Indiana. Good afternoon. I just wanted to comment on the whole idea of the government shutdown. Uh, Every time they do that, people still get their welfare checks or social security checks. Departments get paid. Only non-essential agencies get shut down. And what they're all afraid of, Democrats, Republicans, is that at first few weeks, the media will make hysteria out of it, how there are government workers standing in food lines and other nonsense. Uh, But what they're really worried about is after two or three months and everything settles down and people go about their lives, it's going to dawn on people, you know what? I'm getting along just fine without the Department of Energy, Department of Commerce, Department of Labor, Department of Education, and on and on and on. 
It would be the it would be the perfect solution to a president who says, if you pass bills restricting our 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 growth, restricting our spending, I will simply veto them. This is the perfect opportunity to stop all of the 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 outrage that this country has over the bureaucracy, not only enriching itself, but telling us fully we're higher. We're doubling the IRS and we're coming after our political opposition. You could stop that. So if you really represented the opposition, you would stop it, would you not? Sure, it's reprehensible. These bureaucrats are passing laws, basically. Exactly. Through regulations. They act like they're lawmakers. Remember when Carl it's Sagan talked about this? It's completely unconstitutional. Do you remember this when Carl Sagan talked about this? The federal government. Yeah. I have that cut. You, you know, know what? what? Milton Friedman had that public TV series called Free to Choose back in the 80s. Oh, it should be the mandatory that. view for every United States. Because we, they, even Janet Yellen doesn't understand where inflation comes from. And she's out of the Fed. Yeah, she does know how to soften a cucumber, though. Thank you very much, Mike. 312, when I get back, we're going to do a little Carl Sagan. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. All right, I know I've got a full board. But this was obvious, the destination of tyranny that we're at right now. That's why it's imperative we don't buy the talking points of the people who like the status quo, who've made money since 1987 like Kevin McCarthy. Now he's just giving speeches. He's not going to do jack. But everybody with a brain and an IQ over 60 knew where this would lead. We have a civilization based on science and technology. And we've cleverly arranged things so that almost nobody understands science and technology. Now that is as clear a prescription for disaster as you can imagine. It's a combustible mixture of ignorance and power. There's another, just speaking personally, another reason why why I think popularizing science is important, why I try to do it. And it's a foreboding I have, uh, maybe ill-placed, of an America in my children's generation, or my grandchildren's generation, when all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when we're a service and information processing economy, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issues. When the people, the, the people I mean the, the broad population in a democracy, when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or even to knowledgeably question those who do set the agendas. When there is no practice in questioning those in authority. When clutching our crystals and religiously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in steep decline, unable to distinguish between what's true and what feels good, we slide almost without notice into superstition and darkness. That's Carl Sagan. 
He was not looking into a crystal ball. He was talking about the trajectory of a nation that would turn itself over to tyrannical technocrats without the curiosity to be called experts or scientists. They're not suspicious of anything. They like the f- status quo, which is why I like the facts, squirrel. Looks like Elon Musk is going into hydrogen vehicles. Ooh, that's a wrench into the electric vehicle world, as every car company just went electric. I love that. I love that. Don Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, bear with me here. Okay, the uh, remember the speech Biden made where he said he got the uh, prosecutor fired in Ukraine? Of course I do. Okay, if you listen to the whole thing, not just the edited version of it, he refers to a guy who's standing on stage with him, and he says, Mike, this is your department, an American guy. His name is Michael Carpenter. He runs the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy, the only place the Justice Department didn't send lawyers. I think that's your smoking gun. I think he's your whistleblower. Don, you must. You watched way too many, too much Columbo. Maybe a little Beretta, <laughs> but I like the way you think. I do. I hope so. I hope there's somebody out there with character. I hope there's at least one of these rats well, well, that believes in integrity and the principles of this country. I hope. I don't. I don't think he's got principles. I think it's either go home or go to jail, and I think he's just doing a heads yeah. up. Well, here's another thing. Anybody these Irish gypsies dealt with got screwed. So maybe he didn't get his cut of the corruption. There's always that guy. And you get the Sammy the Bull Gravano, who just wants to get away with his own homicides. Thank you very much, Don. I'll take it any way I can get it. Or Joe Valachi. Uh Peter Joliet. Yeah, uh, we're going about this the wrong way with the government shutdown. I think they should not be able to collect any taxes while they're shut down. <laughs> what are you, an American? Did you know that the reason that they still collect taxes out of people's paycheck is a World War II emergency order? Did you know that? Taxes out of your yeah. paycheck is unconstitutional. That's why idiots, well, they wait for their... T- Ooh, I hope I get my tax return. They're too stupid to realize that's because the government confiscated more money than they should. And you're not getting any vig on it. But yet you owe them a dollar. You pay 18%. You tell me who the gangster is. Through all my years in school, I have learned more from your guests and their books than anything about Social Security and federal taxes. Social Security is a complete joke. Oh, yeah. They were going to to be, yeah, the Supreme Court said that they were going to overthrow it, possibly. Um, and uh, our then-president said that if you do that, I'm going to pack the court. Yep. Another Democrat. So, Peter, i I, yep. I got to go to break. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. You and right. the other callers could run this country a thousand times better than any of those demagogue wannabe scum in Davos. So thank you very much for listening and calling. I'll be back after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest has won multiple awards, nationally best-selling novelist, known primarily, and among other things, he's a blogger, 
He's been writing on issues for years. Monster Hunter series is what he's most notable for. He's got a new book coming out in defense of the Second Amendment. His name is Larry Correa. Larry, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. I'm, thank you for having me on. I have to tell you, the, the fact that we have to keep having this argument with fascists who, as they are allowed to implement their tyranny, turn neighborhoods into ghettos and hellholes like the city of Chicago, yet they're going to triple down, quadruple down on stupid, and they keep pretending that the problem is the law-abiding America, Americans and their ridiculous attachment to defending themselves. Isn't that just what the argument really is about? It is, yeah. It boils down to just uh, they're a bunch of control freaks, and they have decided that gun control is kind of a religious issue for them. It doesn't matter how foolish or completely backwards and actually makes the problem worse, their their solutions are. They're going to keep proposing them, and they're going to keep shoving them in our face. And, you know, I my heart goes out to you guys in Illinois uh, this last week getting hammered uh, by, by this new ban. And it's just, it's tragic and it's stupid and they, they're addicted to it. They can't stop and they just keep on coming. Yeah, we, we can refer to him as Governor Butterhands, Governor Trust Fund, Governor Can't Do a Push-Up. You pick what you'd like. But this slob is, is surrounded by security guards as he turns law-abiding people into victims because they st- still follow the law. Yet the, the only entity in this country that doesn't follow the law is the, is the mindset of a criminal. And regardless of how many times we keep going this, the shootings are parabolic. The mayhem, it's so bad now that New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Philly, these are like third world countries. And yet, what scares the government isn't the cartels. It isn't the drug dealers. It isn't the shootings every week. And what scares them is somebody like me who sees that they're corrupted by all of these entities that are ignoring their laws in the first place. I'm the one that scares them. And isn't that kind of a bigger thought, a bigger mindset, and revealing that these are self-proclaimed lords among men? Yeah, why are they so fixated? What do they want to do that they feel so compelled to disarm the law-abiding? And, uh, you know, I go into that in the book. I mean, the true purpose of the Second Amendment is, is defense, not just against criminals, but all the way up to and including our own tyrannical governments. It's the big red button on the Constitution. It's the reset switch. It's it's something we never want to use. And right. It exists there for the good of all of us. Um, but you know they don't they don't care about crime. Uh, a lot of the stuff they propose it, it actually makes the problems worse because they would disarm the people who would normally be the very first line of defense. The very first responders are the people who are there. It's not the cops who are going to arrive five, no. ten, twenty, thirty an hour later. It's it's people. But and there's another so get set on that. There's another thing that I find I don't like the unspoken. If you have something to say to me, say it to me. And what they're not saying is that they want me to be neutered so that I can always be silenced and controlled. What they're afraid of is that if they should send Gestapo to my house, that I could fight back. And Joe Biden addressed this just the other day when he said my Republican friends talk about um, fighting the government. Their guns are for fighting the government. If you're going to fight the government, you need uh, an F-15, not an AR-15. And what he ignores is not just the founding of the country, but he ignores the wars that he's abandoned. I don't think the Taliban had F-15s, did they? No. I mean, we, we at any given time in Iraq, we were fighting in about 20,000 insurgents at any given time. 
with the world's most advanced military coalition. It took us two decades there. And yeah. if you look at America, if a, a tiny, tiny fraction of a percent of Americans fought back against tyranny just with rifles uh, and just with like small arms, it would be a hundred orders of magnitude worse than anything we ever faced in Iraq. And I, I, no... I hate this conversation about a civil war. I hate it. But the reason that it is in our Constitution is so that we could defend ourselves against an abusive government. And this poppycock that we have to deal with, oh, it's only for muskets, it's for... The... No, it's not. It's so that the people, the citizens, will never be legislated into servitude. End of story. And we're at a no, time in America it... when that's all we are, is legislated into servitude. Yeah, I was just say, I, I think it's really interesting to me that the people who are the most flippant about civil war are, you know, Joe Biden cracking jokes, Eric Swalwell threatening to use nuclear weapons. I mean, we have nukes. What are you going to do against us? Uh, but whereas I find the people who are actual true believers in the amendment, uh, they understand it and they don't want to hit that big red button. We would no. prefer to avoid that. Of course. Uh, and we're not flipping about it like they are. It, it's just it's absurd. No, and we're always we're always responsible in what we do. I, I I find it not just troubling, not just interesting. I find it to be outrageous that they would try to disarm law-abiding people. I live right next to the city of Chicago when I'm in when I'm in Chicago. I li- I, I moved to Florida, but I still have my house, and I still go back on occasion. And that area, when you're right next to a bad area, that's a very dangerous area. At night, the cars get broken into the whole nine yards. So my friends and I, and when I'm not there, they patrol around the house. We walk, we drive around the neighborhood when it's cold. We walk around when it's not. We are armed. And we are not going to wait for the police to get there if someone's breaking into our house. So that's just the, the standard civilized way to defend yourself. And yet they cannot even recognize that, as there is no such thing as a safe neighborhood anymore in these cities. Chicago is, is one of them. The neighborhoods that were never affected, they're constantly being robbed. The women are being beaten. The children are being robbed. And by the way, these are kids that are doing it. Should we not, on that basis alone, have the right to defend ourselves? We should. We do. It is our God-given right. It is something that all people have. The Second Amendment is for everyone. And it's it's this really sick fixation on enabling criminals and disarming good people. We, we, we flipped in 2020. We had crime had been going down since the 90s. We had 27 years of straight decline of murder and violent crime. We flipped it in one year in 2020. We went back to like 1993 in one year. And why? The state st- stood aside. We had people all over America while their cities were burning, uh, while just chaos reigned. And the cops are saying, don't call 911. We can't respond. You're on your own. Good luck. Um and then here we are, right after that, we're back to like, well, the state will protect you. Uh, we have the monopoly on force, and you are not allowed to defend yourself. It's, it's sick, and it's morally wrong. Larry, at the same time that this is happening, this, this abuse of our unalienable right by government using law as their spear versus my shield, at the very same time, these same lawyers and government officials are refusing to prosecute criminals. They're allowing criminals to steal $1,000 a day. There is a, uh, I believe it was New York that just said today we're no longer going to uh, imprison misdemeanor crimes. So at the same time you're, you're neutering me 
and my wife and uh, the kids and my neighbor and an old lady and all the rest of it. You're neutering us. You're releasing the most dangerous aspects of our own society on us. How can anybody of reason not view this as intentional? Oh, I, I definitely think there's an element of that, because every time they do something to make a problem worse, they immediately say, well, we this problem is worse. They don't take responsibility for it. But now you need to give us even more power to let us fix it. Um, and so they let criminals out. Crime goes up. Uh, mur- there are more murders happen. And what do they say? Well, we need more gun control now. You know, criminals are murdering people with guns. You know, they leave out the part where, you know, they let them free or didn't prosecute them until this stuff happened. And we need to, uh, you know, take care of this problem. The feds just changed a big rule that's going to criminalize millions of Americans, the, the new ruling on braces. And their justification for it was that these these guns are used by criminals in crime. So keep in mind, they're victimizing millions and millions of Americans. When you get way down deep into their 293-page new ruling, it says that they have these types of guns, the brace guns, have been used in 106 investigations or cases that have come before the, the ATF. They're not even murders, yeah. but 106 cases justify stealing the civil liberties of, you know, tens of millions of Americans. Yeah. It, it's so So it's Buicks so kill more people, and we're not outlawing that. So yet they are always continued to, um, they're allowed, I should say, to, to use this jujitsu of statistics. And they cherry-pick statistics, and all of a sudden, the good people feel they have to defend themselves. Isn't the real reaction now of Americans, the only reaction you have, is the one that I've had for years, and that is to not trust my government and refuse to participate in their registration regulations as they exist right now and just stop and, and stop letting the government know you are an American and you do have weapons? Isn't this the place we were warned to when they first started to talk about their regulations in registering weapons? Yeah, it's definitely, we've been on the slippery slope for, uh, you know, the, the three decades I've been involved in this fight, and I've seen it come and go. We make gains in some places, we make gains in some states, we make gains with some court cases, but then they're right back doing the same thing over and over again. As far as the, the sleight of hand and trickery with the stats, one of the things I do in this book is I'm trying to arm people. I'm trying to, you know, people who are already on my side, I'm trying to help them articulate better arguments, and I'm also trying to sway people that are on the fence. So I go through everything. I go through every possible type of uh, proposal they have, and then we look at what actually happens when you put those things in place. I look at uh, around America. I look at around the world, and we, we compare these things uh, and just trying to get the truth out there because the truth is on our side. They're doing all this evil control freak stuff, and they're always using these lies and emotional manipulation to get away with it. And I'm just hoping that I, maybe this book I can move the needle a little bit and get more Americans uh, thinking and realizing what the truth is and, and finding this out for themselves. Uh, because as it stands now, they, they just keep preying on ignorance and fear. And that, are, that that's just wrong. Are people surprised to um, the reality, the truth, that no country has ever been thrown into a tyranny if the citizens were armed? And are they recognizing the fact that that should be something that's talked about as well. If the government wants to disarm you, it's because it wants to enslave you? Yeah, definitely. Um, If you look at the history of the world, the tyrants are never, ever fond of an armed populace. And I I have people all the time tell me that, oh, you know, well, uh, leftists, they like guns. Well, 
Uh, yeah, until they have the revolution and take over the government. And then once again, they have gun control, too. And I say, can you provide me a single leftist nation that has ever a leftist government that has ever come into power that has not disarmed the citizens? And they can't because there's not one. There never has been. And that's just the nature of this, of this beast is they cannot abide an armed citizenry because we have the Second Amendment is that 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 emergency, uh, that emergency switch, that big red button on the Constitution. Um, tyrants can't have that. They can't abide it. So they hate this. That's why I say it's a religious thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of their religious belief is they an armed populace is bad and they, and they can't do what they want. Larry, I want to thank you for my copy of the book. The name of the book is In Defense of the Second Amendment. It comes out in six days. Get yourself a copy. Where can the people go? Is it just Amazon, or do you have a place they can go and pre-order? Uh, any any bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also if you like audiobooks, it will be on audible.com. It's from uh, Blackstone uh, is doing an audiobook, and it's anywhere regular books are sold, which is most bookstores. Larry Correa, thank you for making yourself available. Please come back. Anytime. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Years ago, we all thought it was a joke. See, that every kid got a motherfucking trophy. But yo, homie, here's a situation. A nation of f***ies is our next generation. And these minions and their agendas. Every opinion has a millennial opinion. John Naperville. Yeah, you know, I'm thoroughly disgusted with the media. I read the Sun-Times today, and the reporter was talking about this ban that Pritzker signed, and she kept saying he's banning assault weapons. But she never defines what the assault weapon is. And also, there's no talk about, you know, how Pritzker is uh, advertising the assault weapon name. An assault weapon is a fully automatic weapon, which has been outlawed for years. This, this is getting so pathetic, they don't even want to tell you what the right terms are. They are so pathetic. They are ridiculous. And what they don't understand is that what you're doing is against the principles of the nation. You cannot neuter me into servitude. You will never do this. All you will do is turn previously law-abiding people into criminals. No one is going to give up their guns. No one. And they're going to try and send the, they're going to try and send the police to go and get them, and that's going to end poorly. Because I don't give a Sean, rip who I, I comes go, to my door. I go snow goose hunting, which the federal government allows you to have an extender on your shotgun um, for more than five shots. Yeah. Now, under his ban, that's legal. There you go. John, I'm going to tell you something. I've been carrying a gun since I went to the South Water Market at 13. I really don't give a rip about your laws. I'm going to protect myself. And now all mm-hmm. you've done is that when I protect myself, I'm not going to stick around and fill out the paperwork. That's all you did. What do you think, I'm alone? You think people are going to willingly go into victimhood? How many husbands are out there that will defend their wives? You think they're going to worry about your fracking law, fatso? You cannot legislate my right to defend myself and my family away from me, and you will never. And by the way, you think we don't know how to make guns? Do you think I don't know how to make a gun? I'll make a gun. What, what, what gun you want? I'll, I'll come back in three weeks. We'll have the gun. Not even. I'll come back in eight days. What do you want to make a gun? I'll make the gun. You stupid son of a dog. Not everybody grew up waiting for the nanny to wipe his fat ass. Some of us know how to do things, moron. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good. 
I hate when these butter-handed fascist pigs pretend to be gods and take their private aircrafts to the Fourth Reich uh, Eagle's Nest in Davos. But other than that, I'm good. Another ridiculous thing that the government does where we can't uh, trust them is there's this uh, lieutenant colonel. name is Brandy King. She's been in the Air Force for 19 and a half years, and she may lose her pension because she wouldn't get vaccinated. But yet she put in a a religious request, you know, so she wouldn't have to. But yet she's still in jeopardy of losing her her, uh, pension. Now, how are uh, other people that see this, how are young young guys and girls going to join the service if if they know that the the military doesn't have their back? I'm going to tell you right now. I don't understand. I, I think you could argue for 20 years you should never join this service. This isn't a service of integrity. This isn't about defending America. I think the American military foreign policy have have participated in atrocities we have but a small view into. You understand what's going on right now in Africa? How many soldiers we have in the Horn of Africa? Did you know, I think it was France that just pulled out of a front because they had 8,500 troops there, and now America says we're going to go into it? Do we even know what it's about? What the hell are we doing there? What the hell are we doing in Syria? You know, I'll not, I always reflect on Madeleine Albright, that evil whore may she die and burn in in hell for a thousand millenniums which she talked about with the 500,000 kids and and americans didn't care because why they were iraqi we have heard that a half a million children have died i mean that's more children than died when when, in, in hiroshima and and you know is the price worth it I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. You want to talk about evil. And Joe Biden got a $1.5 billion contract for his short-in-the-pants brother. And there was not a question raised. So I'm going to tell you right now, nobody I'm related to is joining the military. Nobody. Because this isn't the military of your father. This isn't the military you were in. You could argue those guys in Vietnam had their eyes open. Since then, the atrocities this military has committed. So you're going to join in? You were an experiment anyway. You're fungible to this crooked government. You don't think that Senator Biden's son, the other scumbag, you don't think he was ever in jeopardy, do you? No. So I I joined the military in the '60s. Yeah. So you you know what? How many? How many? Do they even? Do they even? Do you think they sweat over the sixty-eight thousand or fifty-eight thousand guys that were killed and the hundreds of thousands that were maimed? How how often did Moreland open his mouth and lie about everything he ever said? Come on. Yep. He made Cheney look like an honest guy. Thank you very much, Rich. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So apparently in Wrigleyville, one block away from... The stadium. A man with a butcher knife running around the street trying to stab people. SWAT was called. We're we going to get knife control? Here's what you got to do you need scum control. Scum control. You need to prosecute the scum and stop paying their rent, stop buying their food, imprison these rat bastards, or. Somebody on that SWAT team could maybe point one right between his beady little scumbag eyes. I'm for that. Matt, Gray's Lake. Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? 
Well, I was gonna I was gonna talk econ because that's my that's my jam. Um, but you brought up you brought Larry on, whom I've been following for a long time, a couple yeah. of decades, and then one of your callers talked about the military, and I I, I kind of wanted to talk about something very simple. They want your guns for a reason, and it has no nothing to do with gun violence. Zero. The gun violence is is happens in specific areas, areas where law-abiding citizens do not hang out, right? Except in Chicago, where it's everywhere because the bad guys have realized I mean, that they can go where the money is. It's a coup d'etat of freedom. And the government well, doesn't the like that there were guys like me that were resisting their fascism for the last three years. That's why, since the yep, Democrats well, had Barack Obama, who was the enemy? The ex, Ironically, the ex-soldier who swore to uphold the Constitution and still had his weapons and the knowledge to put up a resistance to this fascist government. That's why. Of course, and that's why, it's not the that's why they went cartel. after veterans. Yeah. They've, they've already gone after veterans to, to try to did. take away our guns. Yeah. But here's the deal, Sean. There, there are approximately, if you include all of the the reservists, and this includes jocks, pilots, there are about 2.1 million combat, eh, sort of combat ready in our military, right? There are 180 million people in the United States with 450 million guns and quite a few trillion rounds of ammo. Yeah. Now, if if you think about, in, in reference to what you've been talking about, Davos, right? How, how do they take over the United States easily? Well, they have to take our guns. Now, then you look at California is, is they're, they're doing the, the uh, reparations thing. You have yeah. New York that's already trialing, illegalizing gas stoves. New York City, you can't build a, a new building and put gas Matt, stoves in it in New York I, City. I totally I don't know agree, know but that. you have to identify the they. The they is the Fourth Reich, the government supremacists. Oh, of course. Of course. And that's we the problem that we is. have. And you know what? Those are the, the guys problem... that look down their nose at us that are yeah. that are that are with those twenty five hundred dollar an hour hookers that you're talking yeah. about. Oh, boy. they're the ones that are that are over there in Davos. You know, Christopher Ray is in Davos. Yeah. You know why Christopher oh, Ray is in Davos? Because because they're putting together central bank digital currency, and anybody that doesn't abide is going to get grabbed up on a on a red letter from from uh, Interpol. I agree. Interpol with is involved. So, see, you talked it's about finance. Coming. You talked about currency, and you talked about the spike to the erotic uh, industries in Davos. I like it, and I think you're right. Um, but the one thing is for sure, the coup d'etat didn't come with a military. The coup d'etat came through the governments. First the local, and then, then, then your states, and now the federal government. The government supremacists are in charge, which is why their agenda isn't to control the mayhem, isn't to control the cartels that are running wild, that are turning cities into hellholes. It isn't to control the welfare roaches that run around Wrigleyville with knives and no pants on. It's to control the Americans that would push back against the government corruption that people in Chicago have gotten used to. Kevin, Las Vegas. Hey, Sean, what's happening, man? Not much, brother. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm glad I got that first call uh, out of the way yesterday. feel good about it. Now you're stuck with me forever. That's fine, brother. More than more the merrier. Um, just wanted to touch on something you talked about last week. Uh, you had a guest on um, talking, I don't remember his name. You guys were talking about the Biden laptop and uh, FBI, and you asked him a question. If Frank, he had, uh, I had Frank on. He was the ex-FBI agent. Yes, go ahead. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, you had asked him if he had ever heard of, you know, any evidence like this just disappearing or going missing. And first thing that came to my mind, Waco, Texas, that door. Uh, you know, it was, they've got one pristine side of the door in court, and then the other side is missing. Like, yeah. I mean, this is, this is SOP for the FBI, man. They just, uh, they do this oh, stuff all bro- the time. Kevin, when I was a kid, I had to do a paper. I want to say I was in grade school. I think I was in grade school. I'm Martin Luther King. And I was lucky enough to have smart people around me. And I didn't just do the regular paper. And uh, it was at that point you saw Martin Luther King's objection of the harassment he had been undertaking by the FBI at the direction of J. Edgar Hoover, who liked to wear his mommy's panties, and how they were trying to strip him of all of his fundamental uh, rights and all of his privacy, and how they abused that man, and how they tried to get him to commit suicide. And it's at that point you realize, I was a kid, there's no such thing as government. They're just people who occupy these positions. And just like other people, some are very good, some are absolutely rotten. Most are in the middle. But one thing's for sure, the government ones love their power. They love their raises. They love the fact that they're the only real one percenters, not the entrepreneur. All they have to do is figure out a way to legislate his money away. The only thing that's really stopping them is the fact we can defend ourselves. Yeah, you know, with with that, too, um, you know, you're talking about how they tried to get him, you know, Martin Luther King in, uh, you know, in a bad spot. Look at, I mean, the FBI, they, they ruined Richard Jewell's life, too. I mean, this sure. guy, you know. You know what they're called uh, in Melrose just, Park, Kevin? Forever bothering Italians. Thanks for calling. Don't lose your money at the tables. Rick in Elmhurst. Yes. Hi. You sound shocked. You have a, you have a very hey, good point. Go ahead. Hey, uh, my question is, you know, all communist socialists have their useful idiots. They keep talking about gun control and taking our guns. Who's perpetrating 90% of the gun crimes in Chicago? Democrats. The black gang. No, the no, black it's not gang. black. I, I, I disagree with that. You have to remember, in Pilsen right now, I've got a story on the board, in fact. Back of the yards. Did you hear what happened in the back of the yards? Listen to this. I'm not hanging up on you. Listen. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, relatives here say that young man is 20 years old and has special needs. We're told he was waiting for a bus around 8.15 on Walcott when that gunfire erupted. They started flashing gang signs at this guy. These are Sinaloa cartel members. Latin kings, I really don't give a rip what their, what their uh, well, personal he, diversion is. And they, the kid couldn't answer because he was mentally that. handicapped. And they shot him in the head. <laughs> I got a bad connection with you. They shot him in the head. So I, 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 it's not exclusive to one race, but it is exclusive to one ideology. This is the way the Democrats like it in these sewer ghettos. And his brother and his dad were out here waiting for this bus to take him to school. Three male Hispanic offenders from across the street started yelling gang slogans at them. They're shooting. He said three other men came up to them and started yelling at them before opening fire. Family members here say those men were wearing masks. We're told the victim is nonverbal, so he couldn't have responded to these suspects even. So rather than a race, it's a character issue. It's the character of scum. And they come in all races. All races. But they're supposed to be the government to protect you from the scum by prosecuting the scum, by not allowing this to thrive. Yet those three, they're gone, forever gone. Maybe you get lucky and there's a good cop that 
accidentally pulls them over and they could trace the bullet. That's it. Because it isn't going to be the government. It isn't going to be Kim Fox. It isn't going to be the Democrats. They just want some money, some walking around money. They've allowed the gangs to take over the, the cities. And the good people of all races suffer. It's the Democrat ideology that's the perpetrator. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, I got a tweet. I tell you, you know, when you don't tweet for a couple years, you just forget all about it. It's actually great. But I just tweeted the video of that scoundrel scumbag, clearly a CPS student, walking in Wrigleyville with a red hoodie and a butcher knife. What if a little old lady comes walking out of an area she's lived in for 50 years? She's on her way to the grocery store. Mar- Mariano's, where not the one that gets shot up every couple of months, but another one. And she bumps into set on her student from CPS. That's not good. A bunch of cops walking around. You know, following them, I understand you guys got a little handcuffed. That's when you need the old Melrose Park pots, Dickie Leone, to come down the street. The old Melrose Park leather jacket on, split his head wide open. What do you mean, court? Court. That's it. Leave him there. Uh, Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. John, you are my hero, man. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you. Listen, cat. Yeah. I have a nine millimeter and a three eighty underneath my bed. I'm not worried about that. You know what I'm more worried about as a small businessman? A hundred dollar bill doesn't go far today. Did you notice that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Break a hundred dollar bill today. It's like a twenty. I know. I know. I'm pissed I, off, John. I hear you, brother. Don't get upset. And remember, you, you always have the ability. You're in a good spot, though. Wisconsin's okay. You I mean there's some areas you don't want to go to, but you're much yeah, better off Salem. than the, you're much better. I got a terrible connection with you. You're much better off than the Chicagoans that are listening to you. That's where it's rough. Now there used to be a couple of really good neighborhoods. I was from one. So is Jason Melrose Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Thank you good. for taking my call. Anytime, buddy. How are you? I am good. I just had a question. I thought that uh, Joe Biden was a Corvette guy. Yeah. So why in the hell is he singing happy birthday to Volvo at a Martin Luther King event? <laughs> it wasn't Volvo, but I like the way he thinks. What Jason is referring to is the uh, commander and thief in his diapers. I want the record to show. I don't know what questions I didn't answer. I'm prepared later. Thank you very much. Where is it in the corner? Oh, here it is. Happy birthday, dear Valley. That's not Happy Volvo. birthday to you. I, I can't get it off. Happy oh, birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday to you. We're Come lucky. On, man. We're lucky things are only this bad with this corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, with dementia pretending to be the president. It could be worse. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Slugger, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Anytime, brother. What's up? Hey, listen, um, there's something big. Um, there's this guy, Steve Kirsch. He, uh, he's, he did a lot of looking into statistics and everything, what's going on. But uh, just recently, he came up on something. FDA took and changed something in the medical requirements for the pilots. And it's something, it's a requirement that's on the EKG. It's a number that's got to do with the blood flow. And the requirement for pilots because of the... Um, all the uh, temp- I got or, uh, an FDA pressure. clip. I got an FDA clip. You're right. There is something going on. 
Yeah. Now listen, here's this is the big deal on this. So it was it was uh, 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 1.12 to two maximum. And if it was, if, 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 the, if the, you know, the blood flow was, was not within those ranges, I mean, that you're really prone to under the conditions of a pilot to have a heart, a heart incident. So in the October of 22, secretly they changed it and they made the, the, they made it three. Now for just regular people, not in a pilot, it, it's, it's, the blood is moving slower, but for a pilot, it's real critical. So guess what? The elite yeah, people are going to... Democrats go cannot have their blood move fast, otherwise they'll start thinking. So this might have been a bigger plot to get more Democrat voters. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Last three years definitely exposed exactly what's been going on in our schools. Those of us with kids recognized it early if we got involved that the people that were teaching kids, as you, if you couldn't tell from the Chicago public school strikes and the news surrounding those so-called teachers, they had an agenda. And that agenda was not the principles of individuality or the Enlightenment or Americanism. It was an agenda of how to implement an ideological blueprint so that your child would be a willing slave and would advocate for servitude, detach from its parents and the values of those parents. And now you're seeing at least a pushback by some good people. My next guest is one of those people, but before I introduce him, I want you to hear something from Displains, who I believe it's a city council meeting, but who knows what they call themselves other than useless. When I looked up the speakers, it's a very diverse group of span, uh, panelists that are referred to as uh, a hate group. One is Jamie Mitchell, and she is the founder of Gays Against Groomers. So she is a member of the LGBTQ whatever community. We're not going to do back and forth. If members of the public want to speak, you'll have your opportunity. Okay. Um, the other one is Dr. Robert uh, Renteria. He's a civic leader, an international award-winning Latino author from the barrio. And then a P. Ray. Uh, she is host of Black Excellence Hour. Are you saying she is a racist? She's on WVON radio. The uh, Again, this demonstrates the lack of tolerance that you people are demonstrating. It shows a real lack of tolerance for opposing opinions, viewpoints, or even conversation and discussion. So if you don't allow discussion, that is a real problem in our society today. We have to be able to exchange wow, viewpoints strong, huh? and ideas in a respectful fashion. We all listened oh. to you, and we didn't... Wow, I didn't realize that. She got it right. Terry Newsom, president uh, of Parents in... Please, oh, don't, don't interrupt her. Oh, they're yelling have to clear the room. The oh. Terry Newsom, did you know you were a proud boy? 
Yes, yeah. Uh, I got to be careful saying that. Yes, I know they uh, they claim that I'm a proud boy. They claim Correct. you're a proud boy, but what you really are is the president of Illinois Parents Involved in Education. Correct. Correct. And um, yep. who was against you was not the woman who I made fun of, but it was the audience. Yeah, there was a couple of the same radicals that hop around from different school boards and. You're always uh, getting libraries. yourself in trouble with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I want to stay corrected. Well, you know, so they don't think I'm spinning because they're going to come back and say, "Oh, he's spinning." I, I was with a police officer up at Mount Prospect, uh, standing up for a rally for the police officers. If you remember, they had that thin blue line patch they wanted on their 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 shirts. Yeah. So the radical leftists wanted to take it off. And so I went up there with a police officer. I was standing. There was tons of people on our side. There was guys from Antifa on the other side. I was standing next to the, one of these guys as a proud boy, and I'm standing next to him. Smile. I, I had my police, blue lives uh, flag on. I had my friend's police hat on. I had I, I uh, stand for the flag, and the guy stood next to somebody, took our picture, and I'm smiling next to him, and the guy did the okay sign, which they claim is, is racist. I sarcastically laughing went ah, like that. I'm 60 years old. The okay, it's not, you know, so that tags me as, quote, a proud boy. Um, so the Proud Boys, I don't, I don't remember the whole thing. I'm not an organization guy. But the Proud Boys are, um, the, the leader with the eye patch is the one who they went after for that's January 6th. Keepers. That's Oath Oh, that's Oath Keepers. keepers. The Proud Boys are the ones in Florida that was started by a minority that they claim is a yeah, supremacist, right? Yeah, the guy, yeah that, guy, that guy is uh, African-American and Cuban. And then the guy from Illinois, and they show up at the rallies, just like you know the other side does. He's from Mexico. I guess so the Proud Boys are minorities themselves and, in essence, have never been given a fair shake of what they stand for. And the people that yeah. hate them aren't really sure what they stand for, but they would rather take the side of uh, a Marxist foot soldier organization like Antifa that is responsible for billions of dollars in damage and uh, actual violence. Do I have, it? Do I have that right? Yeah. No, absolutely correct. And they're, they're protected by the left. They're funded by the left. Uh, the media protects them. They say it's a... It's not really. It's not really an organization. Um, and then they're also called counter protesters when they show up to attack people from our side, and they're protected by the media. And it's, it's just, so, that, the, it's just, so just so I get, I mean, I'm shocked. So just so I get this straight, the councilwoman in Des Plaines was advocating uh -huh. that you have a venue. She was not. I, I owe yeah. that lady an apology. She was probably one of the smarter people in Des Plaines. Yeah, she she really was. If you saw the whole clip, I mean they. There was so much drama. You know, a lot of these lefties were in theater and stuff. So, I mean, it was kind of funny. And, yeah. And, and the, you know what they tell us? Like, so, for instance, in Downers Grove, we spoke out against children's drag bingo. Yes, I um, they hired a, They hired a guy that's raunchiest, raunchy, and nastiest performer in Boys Town to come and play bingo with children. And then their their response to us, well, if you don't like it, just don't come. Don't go. Don't You don't have to be there. Well, it's the same thing for us. We have a huge, diverse group, including two gay orders. You know, so you've read through some of them, right? We've got, yeah. we, we've got uh, Jamie and Gays Against Groomers. We've got the Log Cabin Republicans, Republican organization. Stephanie Trussell, you know, she, she sure. ran for Lieutenant Governor, African-American. Oh, yeah, African we had uh, Vandana. She's from TV Asia. We have um, uh, uh, Chinese dissidents, uh, Prince, you know, from, from the new federal state of China. It's trying to help us. And Rob, Robert, who's, who's part of the Barrio Foundation, but I'm a racist, white supremacist, uh, anti-gay. That you know, they tag, they tag, they're tagging my work. You know, 
So you have somebody you you have you have gay people who have stood up and said, "Listen, gay has nothing to do with pedophilia." And what this this organization, the LGBTQ+, whatever their names are now, they yeah. are obviously an agenda that is promoting and trying to normalize pedophilia and the sexualization of minors. So yeah, nobody, uh, sure. uh, regardless of their sexual proclivities, would be for that unless they were totally and completely scum. Right? Sean, I, I was at, yeah, I, I, so uh, February was, I'm sorry, December 17th, I was in Phoenix with my whole family for the uh, America Fest with uh, Charlie Kirk. My twins were VIP guests there. And oh, I was with Jeannie from Gays Against Groomers, some of her folks. I went out and I had drinks one night with uh, two ladies from San Francisco, uh, San, uh, California that were married. And we're just talking. And, you know, they're very vocal and active. So they get attacked by the same leftists that attacked us. Also get attacked by their own community. It's part of the radical, radical, radical left. Mm-hmm. And she said it better. And I, you know, she's sitting there saying, "You know what, Terry?" She goes, "She was the people that were because they're they're much younger than us." They said the people that fought for for our community before us, you know, and they fought hard. And and these people hijacked it. All we wanted was to be treated with respect, uh, dignity, and fairness. And she goes, and didn't want to get beat up. And I kind of laughed the way she added that in there. Yeah. And she goes, I, I didn't, I, all this, and she goes, we're part of the community. I don't even know what all these new alphabets mean. What well, the other thing is, too, the Antifa, they like their intimidation factor. And I think it was yeah. when the other, other guys, other men started to show up and say, listen, you're not going to bully anybody. You get your head split. And I'm assuming that's the role kind of that these Proud Boys take. Yeah, uh, yeah they said they're not violent. They're, they're, they will only if they get attacked. And if you see, like, before January 6th, they said, there were, you know, the media says, yeah, four people were stabbed. Yeah, you know what? Four people were stabbed by uh, Black Lives Matter yeah. and people. Four probably were stabbed. But they never say that. There was violence and people were stabbed. And so the media controls everything. There would be no there would be no Democratic Party if if the media was even 75-25. You know what I mean? Split. It's like the media is pumping all these lies out. to You know, Terry, I've, I've said this from the beginning. I have I have family members who are homosexual. I have friends who are homosexual. I don't have one of them that is a communist. I don't have one of them that is a Marxist. I don't have one of them that isn't proud to be an American. Um, that, they think they have an exclusivity, and by they, I mean the Marxists. And uh, my favorite part is when they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, like those land barons at Black Lives Matter, who took the money yep. and bought all the stuff for themselves and their husbands and their, and their live-in lovers and all the rest of it. Uh, it doesn't seem that it affects any reality that these organizations aren't what they say they are. They're government supremacists who demand conformity and threaten it with violence. So I love that you're putting up this fight. Tell me a little bit more about this event you have scheduled. Yeah, so we, um, so it's it's uh, a Shannon Atcock. You might know her from yeah. Awake, Illinois. She's very prominent in, in Illinois. Um, you, you've had Sherry Few, who's our national president, right, on your show a few times. Yep, love and her. So we, you know, we, we partnered and came together. Because there's, there's one common thing, and I think the left doesn't want One of the reasons they're fighting this so much, Sean, they don't want to see this happening, right? They want us divided. And there's a common thing, and, and the Republicans, in my view, didn't take advantage of it, is our children. We all love care for our children, right? And there's, there's so many people, when they find out what's going on, regardless if they might be left-leaning or whatever, we have a commonality. It's like, you know what? Oral sex pornography is or it's pornography. It doesn't matter if it's LGBTQ pornography or heterosexual pornography. 
It's pornography, and we need to stop brainwashing our kids and, and trying to sexualize our children in the school for the purposes of political control. You know, so Terry, had, I thought I thought when they had that freak teacher of that high end school uh, in Chicago talking, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. Francis J. Parker? I thought when they had yeah. that freak on his, on tape in his own voice talking about teaching children how to use sex toys, I thought maybe people would say that ain't right. And I watched the video on Project Veritas when the parents mm-hmm. chased away the reporter. And it's at that point you realize you deserve what you get, you low-life scum, that you would sacrifice your own children to a clear sexual freak, a scumbag. Can you? I, I'm trying to think back to anybody, regardless of what they called themselves, Democrat, Republican, whatever it is. Uh, the guys I grew up with, the guys who got home from pounding cement with sledgehammers, and they come home and their kid says, you know, my teacher told me that what? He told me how to use a sex toy. Really? Uh, well, that yeah. son of a gun would be gumming food for the rest of his life. And yet this right. rat on the North Shore, he gets a raise, and their tuition goes up, and these useful idiots, these imbeciles who support this, cannot realize what they've done to their own children. Yeah, Sean, we need to get more men involved. You know, is, is, I got involved in this just a little over a year, right? And there's not that many fathers. It's mostly the women that are doing the fighting. And you know who's the most? Well, the good women. It's the good women oh, yeah. that are doing the fighting, yeah, not, the, the, not, the, not the fat asses that are the Marxists no. or the fat ass teachers yeah. that want to race. It's the good women. Yeah. It's always the good women. And you know who else is most passionate? Are the, the grandfathers. The grand, oh, I have a, probably listening in. There's a bunch of grandfathers that go to church. They do the rosary. Every every uh, every Thursday, yeah. all older guys, older than me, they started a year and a half ago, and they, they're getting together in this growing group, praying for their children and grandchildren in America because they're so concerned. They would show up to some of these events for support. I Where's the fathers that are like my age, which I'm on the older end, and younger, sitting there, they should be sitting next to their wives. They should be, you know, equally in the face of these people and calling them out for what they're doing. But unfortunately, I think... As you see how they're trying to attack me and my job and my career, spread lies, they're, 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 people are scared. But you know yeah. what? It's going to get to a time where they sit in the back seat, and you know what? It's done. It's done. Well, I, I, you know, I have to tell you, Terry, I, 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 I love the good people of Illinois. I really do. And I, I, especially when they put up a fight and the good, decent people, and you mentioned them, the speakers, Stephanie Trussell, yourself, and so many. But I also love the fact that um, there are some people who recognize this and take their kids out of this system. I had a, a woman come into my store. She had two young kids, and she homeschools them. And I said to myself, this, the, your kids are going to be the standouts if you can't afford to leave. Because the other reality is you have to leave. And I can only imagine how many people were at this meeting. I heard a lot of snapping and chapping in the background. I don't let them on my uh, show or listen to my show. But how were, many Democrats would you say were in there? The, the whole meeting was probably about, I'd say, roughly 18 Democrats. There's one radical leftist from Skokie. I don't even want to give her credit. No, don't, 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 uh, please. Naming, naming that my sympathies to her husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she goes, she gets kicked out of stuff, you know. And she started shaking. I don't know if I sent you. It was hilarious. She thought she was on the stage at the. You sent it to Honey Bunny. I've got another clip I want to play while you're on. I had an uncle 
who fought in World War II. He was on Boy, one really of the feel bad. I, I, I owe this lady. What's this lady's name? Uh, ships that was bombed. He lost most of his buddies during the war. He fought in the South Pacific. He fought for our freedoms. One of those freedoms is freedom of speech. And I am a real advocate for hearing both sides of an issue. I don't want to just hear one side and then have the other side dictate that the opposing viewpoints can't be heard. That's not America. America has the right for opposing viewpoints, and there should be tolerance, and there should be respect to opposing viewpoints, which has not been dem demonstrated clearly tonight. Mr. Um, so Her last name is Brookman. Thank you, Alderman. All right, we're gonna Carla Brookman. Wow, very proud yeah, of her. Yeah, awesome. Displains. Wow. She was the one that stood up. You just had that clip. Now, the mayor, Andrew Gozkowski, or whatever, I can't say it. You know, is he, is well, he a Republican he, or a Democrat? I, uh, I think he goes by he, him. Need I say more? And oh. um, he, they were trying to figure out creative ways coming from the audience as well as him, led by him and others, of how to hold the, uh, the great, beautiful display. I don't understand theater. he, him. I, oh, he goes by he, him. So. Yeah. Don't yeah. I do that? So, I'm a he, yeah. right? What the yeah. hell is he? Yeah. But he's he, okay. So what he is so is a cell signal away. in Des Plaines. I got a cousin who owns two properties in Des Plaines. She better sell those son of a guns. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the Des Plaines Theater is just outstanding. You know, they hold rock concerts, events. One of these morons got up and said, well, yeah, uh, they had all the rent uh, at event for Bailey here. They're radical right wings. It's like it's open for anybody. Right. It's open. And nobody has to come if you don't like it. Just like they said, we don't have to go to, 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 to see a man dance around and, and make up and uh, address at the li library. And, it's you know, so, so what they have to do is try to demonize us. Right. They falsely claim the gay folks are are hate groups. They hate great gay people, their own organizations. And it's like, how, how do you how do you have a conversation with these morons? Because they're government right. supremacists, because they don't, you know, and that's why I, I love that that woman is still a councilwoman. I'm shocked at that, um, yeah. especially. But she probably won't last long after. No, um, she's going to get attacked. I tried to call her and thank her. And yeah. from that evening on, her uh, phone has been slammed. And I, I don't know if you had the part uh, later on, she said. You know, they were, one of them was getting vocal again, and she goes, "So am I? Am I going to be considered a hate group now because I don't agree with you?" <laughs> she yeah. did a good job. You know? and I, uh, I, I naturally, when, when it when it came out, I knew you were attacked. I naturally thought it would be from uh, the person speaking, who was the government. Ironically, in this case, it wasn't. But the problem is, um, she's probably too few without too many people other than her that want to hear from you. So tell the people where they can go to to support your event and then attend your event. Yeah, so if you go to Wake, Illinois, um, if you if you go to Wake, Illinois, um, Shannon has a link to the event. Um, you just just go there, look under events, and then I'm on Getter at T Newsom at T N E W S O M E. Um, you know, we appreciate the support. Um, again, this is all about the children. We're not against gay people. We're not against of gay children. Not. We're not not at all. We're just against pornography, and we say, "Oh, it can't be over and over and over again." So ridiculous, so That's ridiculous. Right. I have a friend of mine has a daughter, goes to York School, York High School. She goes in the bathroom. There's a guy there. She doesn't want to go to the bathroom. 
She doesn't go to the bathroom. She calls her father. He calls the school, and the school said, well, that's just the way it is from now on. What are you, nuts? Uh-huh. What are you, fracking yeah. nuts? That's why. Well, they have tam- tampon machines in my son's Oh, bathroom. I got a whole thing when I come back after I let you go. I got a yeah. whole thing on this. This I is now the mission of these fascist pigs. And see, what they don't understand yeah. is the pushback isn't against particular groups because of proclivities. It's because of fascism. That's what the fascists uh-huh. don't understand. So ironically, the group that pretends to be anti-fascist is the army, is the foot soldier for the fascist. The good news, I've never really met one of these scumbags that could handle himself. Never one. And I'm dying for some pushback. So I love the fact that you have some people going there to push back. And that's what you've been doing since the beginning. Terry Newsom, he's the president of Illinois Parents Involved in Education. And the event is going to be February 8th at the Displains Theater. I have a... New appreciation for a couple people involved in Desplaines government, uh, in particular the woman that stood up for you. Thank, thank you very much uh, for for the time and exposing this. It's great. Thank Anytime, you. Anytime, Terry. Keep up the fight, man. I love it. You are a stone right, in the shoe of the fascist pigs. Oh, there's a good T-shirt. <laughs> All right, thank you. I'll I'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This is about normalizing things that you would reject because of your own judgment, your own opinion. In a fascistic world, just ask any Cuban or Venezuelan or any former Soviet You're not allowed to have your opinion. You can have one, but you're going to have to agree with the fascists, with the dictators, with the demagogues, with the Marxists. Here's one in Minnesota. Please. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I would encourage uh, the committee to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, Practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, First, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender-neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, Second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, We need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, There are obviously less um, non-female menstruating students, and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, And that brings me to just the social emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate, um, face a greater stigma and barrier. Um, no, no, no. The students that do not menstruate are boys. I mean, I'm tired of playing a game. I'm tired of playing the game with your purple hair and your nose ring and your fast talk about that, 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 that. There's just boys and there's just girls. Now, do me a favor. You could do whatever you want at home. Really, do whatever you want. Dress up, pretend your big belly's a muffin top. Do whatever you want, freaks. But don't, don't pass this on to kids. Don't, don't, don't make the kids agree with your insanity, with your stupidity, or become used to your fascism. Raquel Welch, that is a woman. Rachel Levine, throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavior. That's just a man pretending to be a woman, 
dressing as a woman, making everyone uncomfortable. And for some reason, I have to pretend to make her comfortable by involving myself in her delusion. I don't want to do that. But I'm not good at conforming to stupidity. I reject all fascism, whether it comes with this kind of stupidity or it comes with the kind of swindle that we've been under for the last two and a half years. When I have had people insist that I deny my own judgment and pretend that you have science of electric vehicles and it's not all a big boondoggle, that we can change the climate, or that you have a vaccine rather than a weapon that seems to be killing people. This was pre-planned, this whole propaganda, censorship, information warfare, psychological operation strategy that we've all been subjected to for the last three years. When this happened, the stories that had been uh, posted in these various organs that we now call corporate media or state-controlled media, like the Washington Post and um, the New York Times, that clearly demonstrated that uh, this was highly coordinated. We have all been subjected over the last three years to military-grade psychological operations that were using technology developed for offshore conflicts, and they have been deployed against the citizens of... You know that is, squirrel? That's Robert Malone, the guy with the patent on the mRNA vaccine that has nothing but problems. The vaccine is more dangerous than the virus itself. Because- I agree with you, Dr. Ryan Cole. And see, that's all it. That's it. Game over. Party over. Now, you fascists don't get to force me to do it to keep my job. You don't get to force me to do it to travel. You don't get to force me to do it for your existence. You don't get to do that. Any more than Rachel Levine has to force me to pretend that she's a ma'am or a woman. You're not. And by the way, as men, your job is to protect kids and women. Not to go along with this delusion. Somebody slapped a taste out of this imbecile's mouth. Look at what the hell is going on here. Tony, Riverside. Hi, Sean. Hey, you know, I believe in where there's smoke, there's fire, and especially when Snopes says it's false. Then I think, oh, really? Stories going around today that most of these guys who took their private jets to Davos yeah. got a hold of companies that only had unvaccinated pilots. <laughs> sure, that would be great. Well, you don't yeah. want your pilot just having a myocarditis. Drop it dead. Yeah, that sure. Paul's here to Jimmy Leg when he's driving with the wheel. You'll start <laughs> veering off. You don't need that. Yeah. Exactly. Which but there's quite a few going. articles if you look it up. Yeah, the outliers like me. My blood is getting more valuable by the minute. Thank you very much. So is mine. Thank you, Sean. Excellent. Excellent. All right. He's a he. He's a him. He wants to be called Uncle Red. I'll go along with it. Uncle Red in Chicago. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. You you, you think uh, the police, the military are going to support these fascist leaders when they want to confiscate guns and do things like that and limit our freedom of speech? Police and the military, you, Uncle Red, you know this, are only men. And men have their own character. There are some that will do that. You saw it. You saw a man, Uncle Red, with your own eyes shoot an unarmed veteran in the neck at point-blank range. You saw that. And you saw the government give him an award. You don't think that that was grooming? Of course it was. Never underestimate the willing participation of good people to do bad things. Just take a look at Germany. When the Nazis were bad, instead of hosting the World Economic Forum. But 
Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains? I'm not doing that either. Not doing that either, son of a Nazi. Eugen Schwab, the Nazi, a favored Nazi, and his little boy, bald as a cucumber, sharing the same ideology of his Nazi father, is now hosting the self-proclaimed elites all around the world so they can tell us and our companies how to operate. Now, as you know, I'm half Norwegian. I'm very proud of my Viking heritage. But my grandfather from Norway used to say, all the ones left behind were kind of sissies. This is your first year at the Davos Conference at the World Economic Forum. Yep. Why did you come this year? We came because we have a very strong message. We think that the boards generally need to sharpen up. We think the boards need to be more on the ball when it comes to the climate. And we will increasingly vote against boards which don't have a particularly uh, you know, credible uh, plan for, uh, for reductions. We are vocal on executive pay. We think in particular in the U.S., the corporate greed has just gone too far. And um, we are also very strong on, on the increased diversity at board levels. So that's the main message we have this year. How receptive are people to that message, particularly on executive pay at Davos? Uh, well, very much so. I do think uh, companies really listen. We had some... That's the Norwegian leader. And he's advocating for ESG. He's advocating for American corporations be taxed to the world. And that's why... Back in the old days when the Vikings were, it was what clan you were from. And I am very confident my ancestral clan kicked his clan's ass on a daily basis. Because that fascist pig from Norway, I don't give a rip what you think, scumbag. Go back to Norway and rob your own people with your fraud oil foundation. That's where all their money is. They steal from all their people and they give them health care. They've made them used to being slaves. That doesn't sell here, scumbag. Boy, I hope a great-grandfather of mine buried his foot in his, grand, in his grandfather's ass. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. If that's moving up, then I... You know what it is, squirrel? My grandmother used to have an expression. There are people out there that will ask you for the skin off of your face. took me years to understand what you meant. If you go along with morons, if you go along with fraud, if you go along with criminals and all-around scumbags, they're never going to stop taking. It's time we stop participating in the delusion of the Fourth Reich. Um, to asking for these products, and so providing them in an easily accessible place um, in all student bathrooms is particularly important for those students. Um, and lastly, I'll just mention that a lot of schools, as our testifiers have said, um, have done this already. Um, they provided it in all student bathrooms. There have not been issues. Um, Shame on them, because boys don't have periods. Only girls do. And if you were proud of being a woman, you would articulate that. The reason that I do this is because I'm not only proud of being a man, but I'm very proud of the women who I love. And to pretend that men can be women and women can be men, that's the skin off my face. And you don't get it. I will not participate in your delusions, whether you think that the fundamental principle of photosynthesis is a pollutant or not. I will not participate in your fraud and your lies and your scams. 
Enough is enough. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, photosynthesis taught us that everything's made up of carbon. And if any dudes out there want to ask me if I'm a he, him, I think a quick shot upside the head might straighten that out for them. Well, I prefer to have them ask the women that I've pleasured in my life, and they'll tell you that I'm a man. But in the meantime, not all men are equal. They'll also tell you that. I agree with you, Tom. Thank you very much. Uh, Who could ruin this? Oh, I know. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, I'll try not to ruin this, but you you got me thinking of uh, a few events that happened. I go to junkyards. I got an old car. I fix it up. I went out to Juliet about two years ago, right south of the prison where they filmed the Blues Brothers. Yeah. There's a um, junkyard, and there's a man, like six foot two, high heel uh, leather boots, knee-high boots, Full makeup, dangly earrings, and he's behind the counter. He's like, "Hey, what's what's up, guy?" He's talking like a, yeah, you know, he's talking like a guy. That's a five and ten, David. And I told you you could ruin the segment. That's called a five and ten on Madison Avenue. They've been around since the '60s. In the meantime, scams are easy to pick out, like a six foot two pretend female in high heels. Here's an FDI executive who is a little late to the dance. I I think that that in terms. I'm sorry, FDA. I think that, that in terms of who benefits from, from a booster dose, I think the high-risk groups benefit, meaning people who are have multiple comorbidities, people who are elderly, meaning over 65, or people who have uh, are immune compromised. Otherwise, I think healthy young people, if they've had at least three doses of the mRNA-containing vaccine or two doses of the vaccine in a natural infection, I think... See, what they're be- trying to do is explain that all of the accusations by people like me that there is no such thing as a vaccine, that the vaccine doesn't work, that it does more harm than good, that the people who are in danger are the people who are always in danger, the old people and the fat people. They make up more than 87% of the deaths. But COVID worked in a way that it was supposed to. It made everyone seek safety from every fraud swindler who was preaching it. And um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can, and we measure your, your brain waves. You're not measuring anything, Nazi. I'll be back in 21 hours. Push back against the mafia in the meantime. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.